What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom Show. This is episode number 16. Atul and I discuss the Infinity Gauntlet. Atul and I are going to be discussing our thoughts on the book. We're also going to discuss in the next episode what we think is going to be pulled from the book and translated into the movie and what might not make it. Who we think is going to survive, who might not. And then lastly, we're going to finish this whole series, I guess you can call it, by reviewing the actual film Infinity War. Part one because apparently there's a second part coming. So we hope you enjoy what you're listening to. Please feel free to subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast. If you're checking us out on YouTube, that's awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, Feel free to subscribe and like and comment and all that jazz. And please check out our website. We're at welcometoyourdoomshow.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get this started, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your doom. This is Atul. Uh, Justin, as you can see, I'm ready to go. We're talking the comic book series, The Infinity Gauntlet, which is kind of the precursor to the whole Marvel Studios Infinity War. Um, what, and what you're... What? Well, were you going to say precursor? I think it's... The Infinity Gauntlet, I don't, I don't know. They, I think they've changed a lot of it for the movie. Oh, good lord! Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but I guess sorry, like did I say precursor? Of, yeah, yeah. I think it's sort of like a I, an I, adaptation. Adaptation. That's I what guess. I meant to say. Yeah, I would say. And I'm clearly wearing my uh, my Infinity Gauntlet oven mitt. That is literally the thinnest oven mitt in the world. It's useless. <laughs> this thing, if I tried using it, and I almost dropped the fucking pot I was holding on to because it's so thin. So. It's done nothing but sit in my office. In fact, it's a cover for the microphone we're using. And, uh, well, it's getting some use today. Well, yes. You're going to uh, wear it the whole time. <laughs> I'd like, yes. And Drink drinking my beer is a task because my hand is way too big for this. This thing was made for, like, a child. It's going to slip right out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Please don't do that. I'll try not to. But um, I can't promise anything. Yeah, so like Justin said, we're going to be talking about the Infinity Gauntlet. I think we should probably just let's do it. Get into it. So here's the book here. The if you're Infinity watching on YouTube, you can actually see it. If you're listening, you can't. You but cannot see it. Just but you picture can hear this. I am <laughs> holding a book. Um, yeah, so we can get started. I think I like this cover. The cover is good. It's good, cover. and I think they just re- they redid it for the actual the, for the trade paperback. Yeah, and the movie's coming out soon, so that's kind of what prompted this. Like, you know, I don't think either of uh, I hadn't read this story ever. I read so. it. Um, I think I read it about six to eight months ago when I actually bought this because okay. I think it was on. I, I saw it at a local comic shop and yeah. picked it up from there. I just yeah. picked up a few books that day, which was, yeah. uh, and I saw this and was like drawn to it. I was like, yeah, it'd be good to kind of know what they're leaning towards. I mean, they sure. started the whole path in the first Avengers film and we're introducing Thanos. I really didn't know enough about Thanos in the Marvel universe at that yeah. time. So drew, drew me to this and my, I'm glad I did. The extent of my knowledge of Thanos is I used to use him in Capcom too, Marvel <laughs> versus Capcom too. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he could, he could be a beast uh, in that game. So that's pretty much all I knew about Thanos. And the fact that his, his conception as a character came from, like being a direct ripoff of dark side. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I think that's kind of a well-publicized, uh, secret, <laughs> which is like his character started off as sort of like a dark side clone. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, let's find out what this shit is about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the infinity gauntlet in which Thanos slaps on a glove and gives this universe a cosmic enema. <laughs> is that what they do? No, they have, they have instruments for enemas. Well, yeah. He has <laughs> the glove. Infinity Gauntlet. The Infinity <laughs> Anima? The Infinity Anima. Oh, an fuck. anima that never ends. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, this Do you bo- think you'd be able to get on your day? <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, Infinity Anima. The Infinity Anima. Right. So it's written I'll by uh, Jim Starland, and uh, pencilers are George Perez and Ron Lim. George Perez, uh, obviously a really famous artist uh, for DC and Marvel. On the DC side, he did Crisis on Infinite Earths, 
and uh, Marvel. He's also he's obviously done a lot of the cosmic stuff, but Infinity Gauntlet I think is one of his his big ones. Um, but uh, he only draws the first four issues. Yeah. Uh, another uh, artist takes over, Ron Lim, and there's a noticeable change. Like when I was reading this in the last two issues. And, uh, you know, I sort of read up on what it was about. We can get into that a little bit later. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that's the creative team. There's a whole slew of anchors here that I'm not going to go into. Um, uh, but, you know, that's an important job, too. I feel like anchors and colorists get the sort of shaft. They do get the shaft. Comes, like, they, they never – nobody talks about anchors. It's like the base, the bassist in a band. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's really but anchors, thankless job. It would be all black and white without you. That's right. Well – they all anchors only. Deal oh, they're the with ones black with the, and white. Yeah, That's right. Actually, I'm thinking of the, the colorists. colorists. Yeah, those guys are also unsung heroes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nobody that's talks right. about the colorists. That's right. That's but true. the anchors. I mean, that's. I feel like to be an anchor in like the '90s was like the heyday of inking. I'm gonna call it inking. Yeah, well, I, think, I feel like yeah. speech bubbles back then were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they do a lot with the with the bubbles. Yeah. And in and this stuff, in this yeah. series especially, some of it's pretty well used. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, uh, first thing I want to talk about this story is the cover. I think this is an amazing cover. I love this cover. Yeah, exactly. Almost. You almost got it. Um, this cover is drawn by Perez. It's kind of a wraparound cover showing, like, all of the, you know, all of the players in, in the book. So, it does grab your attention. The Infinity Gauntlet itself looks fucking cool as shit. It really does. Yeah. Uh, this story was published in the early 90s, I think, 91. like, 91? Yep. Okay. So... The book starts off with uh, Thanos um, standing on a rock uh, <laughs> with uh, Mephisto, and he's already got the gauntlet, Yeah, it basically, right? I think it's the culmination of um, a story arc called, what was it, Some, uh, the Thanos quest or something like that, yeah. where he's basically going after the Infinity Stones and putting together the gauntlet. So That's right. Yeah. They jump right in. It's... Um, it's an interesting concept because, like, I didn't have enough backstory before then, but really, you don't need it. I mean, Thanos is that bad of a character in a sense that you know, you just know by looking at him, like, oh shit, like something's about to go down. And then when you understand, you grasp the whole concept of the inc- the Infinity Gauntlet, what it can do. You're just like, shit, like, okay, yeah. They do put that on display here, so immediately. Mephisto is here. I don't know a lot. So here's the other thing I want to preface this: I'm not a Marvel reader. So, uh, and when I say that, I mean, like, I don't, I still, I read Marvel comics. I collected in the 90s, but um, I was definitely more of a DC kid growing up. So a lot of these characters I just know by name or I've seen them in certain stories that I've read in the past. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these characters are newish to me. Like, Mephisto, I know who he is, but I don't really know who, like, what, you know, what he can do or where his place is in sort of the Marvel, uh, you know, pantheon of, of characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somehow Mephisto is with Thanos and um, he's got this infinity gauntlet and he destroys a rock. And that's pretty <laughs> much the intro to the story. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, then, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was to say Mephisto's kind of like, he. it's almost like he's bearing witness to most of everything that's going on. Yeah. But he's also, he knows that he's, he's in some shit. You know what I mean? Like right. letting Thanos kind of run wild the way that he can and yeah. probably will. He seems like he's got ulterior motives as to being so friendly with him to start. So Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, then we shift over to uh, Doctor Strange's uh, study where um, this is a really cool image of Doctor Strange floating and like not having sitting a in a chair and having a coffee, just yeah. like reading. And uh, the Silver Surfer just like bursts into the room and the Surfer is... Upset. Yeah. To say a little. To say he's basically seen, he knows that Thanos is coming, you can say, and he has really, really bad motives. So basically, in order to appease his long love uh, death, the mistress death, I think they just keep referring to her as, at some point she tasked him with essentially eradicating half the life in the entire universe. Yeah, So, so like the balance of... The number of living beings was more than the number of dead or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And she's like, there's an imbalance. Like, we need to correct this. Yeah, we need to basically get yeah. rid of half of the universe. And um, the surfer is, I don't know if he's 100% aware of the plot, or but he's aware enough that he knows that something needs to be done. And that's why he yeah. goes to directly to Strange. Yeah, but he attacks, like, he, he has a little flashback where he attacks Thanos mm-hmm. with 
Drax. Drax, yeah. And they both get, uh, I mean, they get... I think they get defeated, the, but they get thrown into some the, yeah. the Infinity Stone, basically. Yeah, they get cast into the Infinity Stone, where Surfer, I think, um, the Mind Gem, I think. Or yeah, he gets he runs soul, into the Soul Gem, the Soul Gem. Yeah, and he runs into Adam Warlock, who gets him out of there. Uh, another character who um, is very prominent in this series. I'd say he's the main protagonist. Yeah, really. yeah, exactly. He's like sort of leading all of the heroes and doing all of the exposition. I'd yeah, say. yeah. So. Thanos is, meanwhile, Thanos is, you know, while Strange and, and Surfer are catching up, Thanos is, you know, uh, trying to woo his lady. Yeah. Lady Death. And uh, then we get to a random panel where I was like, I thought there was something wrong with my, yeah. with my you know, Your, copy of the book, my digital copy yeah. of the book. Because it just goes into some random, random nonsense. Yeah. Which I had no, actually, this starts before that, over here, where it goes from... Doctor Strange and Silver Surfer, like I just, I love, I love when they draw superheroes just chilling in living rooms, <laughs> especially when they're naked. Yeah, they're naked silver and silver. Beings yeah, they're just on like a couch. he's on a couch with his hand on his head. I'm like, what? it's just like so strange. Um, anyway, and then it goes to this guy smoking. Yeah, over here saying, and I quote, "They were all grade A losers." And then it goes to some weird, I don't know if this is a flashback or just a bunch of guys who knocked off a, a liquor store and are escaping and then they crash. And then the story picks up a few pages later yeah. where three stars come down from the sky and take over their bodies. Mm. And they go to a motel and one of them starts turning green and another one gets put into a cocoon. Like, this is where I was like, I was deathly confused. Yeah. I, no, I thought I was reading a different book. Yeah. I, I don't know what was going on there. Do you have any idea? Yeah. What was so, going on so there? it took, I, same thing. I was reading yeah. it and I was reading the physical copy. So I was even more confused. Mm. I was like, did somebody splice in a motherfucker? Like, I yeah. didn't understand. But what it was was those people were essentially just random off characters. I can't even remember their names. But right. um, they were making a getaway or they were driving. They all died. Now, at this point, the souls of Adam Warlock, Gamora, and the little elf guy. I can't remember his name, but of those three characters. Oh, that was Gamora. That was Gamora. That's why she starts turning green. Exactly. So they end up wow. inhabiting the bodies of those three people, and then they're like, we can't, we're dead. Like, we're walking zombies right now. Yeah. We need to go somewhere so we can fix ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, not be a problem. So they, I, one of them, I think it was actually Warlock that was in the least duress of, yeah. a, you know, body they go to this hotel and they set up shop and then warlock goes into his little cocoon thing to be able to so that is warlock that is adam warlock. they never it never actually says no that i know anywhere. he just like kind of appears connect. and then all of a sudden there's a cocoon it's just very strange but yeah it's it, just i would i would classify this as just like awful storytelling i i you know i think i generally liked this book yeah and by the way we went right into the plot and the story because this book is like you know it's from 91 yeah so, um no non-spoiler review for this. <laughs> We're just going to jump right into it. Um, yeah, this is the part of the story. Well, like one of the knocks on the story I had. I think I generally yeah. liked it. But uh, it – I had no idea what was going on and I don't know where Adam Warlock came from. Yeah. This sort of explains that storyline and it shows – like Gamora shows up at the end of this and, and that little elf guy becomes like – important and having dialogue scenes and I'm like I have no idea you know who, who, these, these, people who these people are, are. yeah and maybe that's just my issue because we are this is the second is this the second story in like a four-part series there's like the infinity crusade and the other story, or maybe it's the first one because it was there's a sequel to this yeah and then there's a sequel to that sequel yeah infinity crusade and infinity war right I think infinity war is next and then infinity crusade is after that there are other big series, but um, I haven't read any of anything, yeah. so I have no idea. Um, and I think they do a pretty good job of of keeping me sort of involved, except for that. Yeah, like that was completely. I, yeah, random. I agree. It, it really came out of nowhere, especially if you don't have enough history on those characters and what they do. It could be very jarring, and it was because I didn't yeah. have it at that time either. Right. Right. I had to read up on it. I read up on it after and kind of put the pieces together when I reread it. Right. Um, and just figured out kind of what was going on. But yeah, it was really distracting. Yeah. Like, so oh, anyway, uh, these, you know, uh, these three, like Gamora, the little elf guy, and, and uh, Adam Warlock, come, I guess, come hurtling out of the, the stone, take over these bodies, and then uh, Adam Warlock ends up talking to Doctor Strange. But yeah. Before that, 
um, we get more of like the, <laughs> the teen drama that is like uh, Thanos trying to impress his lady friend. That is the best way to describe it as a teen drama. Yeah, I, I, it's truly like it's really it's it's comedic to yeah. like read some of this stuff. Thanos's motivations are interesting because it is very much it's it's very childish. He's yeah. he's constantly trying to like win the heart of this lady. Mm-hmm. Um, this lady being the mistress, the person or the entity that controls death across the entire cosmos. Yeah, he's constantly trying to win her favor, but he's doing it in such childish ways. Like, oh, oh, you want me to do that for you? Okay, I'll kill half the universe. Snap. Yeah. Okay, and now look, I've made you this big shrine. Oh, that's yes. Oh, but you don't like me? Okay, then I'm gonna go and do this. And yeah. Like it's just he's it's, so childish. Extremely it's, um, childish. I'm not sure if that was the intention or not, but it does keep it just. It's, it's it's amusing. It's amusing and it's and consistent. He's consist- it is consistent. Yeah. So. Like his motivations are clear at all times, it seems. Like That's he's right. always been a nihilist. He's always looking for, you know, chaos and wanting to take over and achieve ultimate power. Right. But till the end is his end is really to be able to court death. Like that's what he wants to do. That's right. Yeah. And it's interesting to tie it back to, to the Avengers, is I mean, that was his major motivation, or so it seemed at the end of the Avengers, because the, the witness, or I can't remember what the, the lackey was called, but he yeah. said something like, uh, to, to challenge Earth is to court death. And that's when he turns around and to smiles. the camera and yeah. smiles, yeah. right? So it's like, there, there's clearly something there. I don't know how they'll do it in the movie, right. but anywho, back this, to the book. Yeah, this shrine. So we should talk about George Perez's art here. Yes. Because he's amazing. Like, some of this stuff is really, it's hyper-detailed. Yeah. And one of his big... Uh, claims to fame is crowds. Yeah. Crowds of recognizable characters. Mm -hmm. And we definitely get that later when like the entire roster of, you know, the Marvel universe gets together and, and, and fights Thanos multiple times. But, you know, like even these two panels here, I thought was really impressive. Yeah. The shrine he builds for death seeing like, see, I built you a shrine. Yeah. Love me. Uh, And she doesn't, she doesn't say a word. She doesn't speak. At all, and he, I think he, uh, he gets enraged by that fact. But um, Perez's art is is really, really good. Um, I will say this: Death is a bit of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, right. She just kind of like, yeah, she's she's not having any of it, and it's not really explained. No, because she asked him to do some. Like that's the other thing that's really unclear. Like she asked him, she tasked him with this job, but uh, and she he he does it. Or he gets the stones and becomes more powerful, and then she doesn't like him anymore. I don't know. I don't know if she ever speaks. Maybe that's her thing in the books, like in the Marvel universe, she doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, no, she talks. There, there have been panels of her speaking at some point. I don't. I can't remember if she talks or not in this book. Right. I think later at the end she might. Um, but right. in any case. Um, I like you know, the, I like give the brother a hint. Yeah, I know that's she right. She could have saved a lot of the trouble by just being like, "Hey, listen, that's right. You don't have to do all that." Um, and I like Mephisto, just like he's like his bro friend, trying to speak into yeah, his, you know, like yeah. talking in his ear. He's like, "Hey, man, you should try this. Girls are like this. You should do this. You should buy her flowers." Yeah, yeah, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Where he's just like, it's just kind of silly, like this, like silly sort of high school romance. Yeah, uh, on like a uh, homicidal galactic scale. But uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the the other thing that happens here that is super interesting to me, and I thought was really kind of dark, was. Uh, um, Thanos, I don't know uh, if she's alive or or dead in the in the books. So like he he summons mm-hmm. uh, his granddaughter Nebula. Yeah, and but she's in this state where he's trying to impress Death. He's like, hey, look at this piece of art I've created, and it's Nebula in this state of charred state on the brink of life and death and like excruciating pain. Yeah, like walking pain. Yeah, basically, she wasn't having any of that. No, she was. Death not. was not impressed. And death was like. Eh, I've had better. See, and like all she had to do was like, you know what? That's not cool, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Be a little straight up with it. Tell her exactly. Tell him exactly what. You know what? Put a little more skin on her. Make her not, you know, on fire. That would be nice. (laughs) She doesn't need to be in pain. Oh, okay. Click, and then all of a sudden you've got a relationship starting potentially. There we go. Um, Yeah. So he. I thought this was really dark where he like he's keeping her alive and she's in constant pain. It's just kind of like uh, it's pretty brutal. Uh, and then he gets into the whole uh, snappy snap. Yeah, that's when it happens. Never snap your fingers when you're wearing the gauntlet. Look what you've done. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's not working. Yeah. Um, he's he uh, he he does like 
a uh, cosmic wide cleanse. Yeah. Where he eliminates, and again, this is all to court Mistress Death. He basically eliminates half the people. Yeah. In one in go. And it's not like a big monumental thing. It's just all of a sudden they were there and then and all then of a disappear. sudden they're not. Yeah. And so it's brutal, man. Like, I just saw the panel pass. You've got like mothers and children like wheeling their baby and then all of a sudden the baby's oh, gone. Like, the mother's still there and she's just screaming. Like, yeah, this panel, I was like, whoa. There's a lot of stuff in this, this book. Totally, pretty... the book is really all over the place. Yeah. I feel like it's like some of it is kind of like goofy. Yeah. And then you have scenes like this where the mother's like, where's yeah. my baby? Yeah. I'm it's like, really wow, dark really... at times and then just kind of standard 90s comic book stuff at times yeah, too. that's right. Yeah, it's uh, it totally, it's, it's strange. Yeah. So then uh, a lot of people disappear. Yeah. Basically book two really catalogs kind of the effect of what this looked like the snapping incident what it looked like in um on earth so all right. of a sudden a bunch of the avengers disappear um you know people are ch- disappearing all across new york etc that's so. right yeah and it's not just there across, they show yeah, the whole world the universe the like, whole universe ba- yeah. basically people disappearing and uh and even uh the chitari and like all of them, like everywhere in the universe, like half the half the people have disappeared. Right. So you know, planes are crashing on Earth, and like this is a there's a scene here where ugh, I don't even know who Quasar is, but uh, he shows up <laughs> with this floating swamp thing like head as his companion. Not really sure what's going on there, and then <laughs> get back into this. These great Surfers panels, just chilling, where, man. These great panels, like back in Doctor Strange's like living room, where the Silver Surfer's like crashing on the couch, and it just looks really funny. I can't stop looking at that. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's had a hard day. <laughs> Sometimes you got to kick up with your feet up, man. Yeah. So um, the uh, Adam Warlock contacts Doctor Strange, and they come up with this plan. Yeah. This is one of my other big beefs with this story. Same thing with Star Wars. Where it's like, we got this plan, but we're not going to tell you, and we don't, we don't really have a good reason for well, keeping okay. it from you. Well, okay, I will keep, I will say this. There this, is a good reason to keep that stuff from him, because there's only one person, maybe two, I don't know if he can shield his mind or not, but there's only one person who Thanos won't read the mind of, and that's Autumn Warlock. Mm. That's one thing that you gotta note. Why? Did they say that? Uh, that's words? something, so I read about that after, but it's something to do with the way that they both perceive the universe. I don't think that they... Oh, you know what? That would. sounds familiar. That yeah. may have actually been but in the basically, book. But basically, Thanos won't read his mind. Right. They, they say it, that yeah. in this. I don't know if they really elaborate on it. Right. But So yeah, that's that's kind of the reason why they keep some of the, some yeah. of the specifics of the plan to themselves. Right, and then uh, Doctor Doom shows Fuck up. Fuck Doctor Doom. <laughs> I'm basically, gonna, okay. Basically, Doctor Doom becomes a hero in this, like... Like that. He's never a hero, though, man. And the heroes keep bringing him in. They're like, ah, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a bad idea. Yeah, and we'll get to some of the crazier moments later in the book that just make me laugh. Whenever I, I read them, I, I think they're hilarious. But Doctor Doom gets involved, and assuming, I'm assuming that he's, you know, he is a leader, so he has a, he has a um, stake in, you know, preserving the universe. He's also a doctor. Anyways, so That's Thanos true. goes over to Titan. That's and he true. abducts a. Well, he ends up grabbing his brother. What's his brother's name again? Uh, Eros. Eros. Ari- yeah, Eros. Anyways, he grabs. Okay, can we just talk about Drax for a minute? Oh, how? Yeah, go ahead. So I had no idea who that was until um, someone referred to him as Drax the Destroyer. True. And I had I I had never seen Drax in the comics ever. Uh, my my first exposure to Drax was the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy film. He looks fucking ridiculous yeah. in this book. It's so he looks like a giant green goblin. It's like if they merge together the green goblin, Martian Manhunter, yeah. and Liberace, and they put them all together, and they're like, "This guy, is, he's we're a, gonna call him the Destroyer." Yeah, it's kind of it's crazy. I, I it was really. Um, I don't know how long he looked like that in the books. I don't know. They, um, they revamped him at some point before the movies where he had all the scars and stuff like that. Right. The, but but yeah, I mean, he's always been kind of a big green bad man. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that. So <laughs> I just kind of like, uh, that happened a lot in this book where, cause I, I hadn't, like I said, the context wasn't there. So yeah. I'm like, oh, that's Drax. Yeah. Okay. Drax looks ridiculous. There we go. So Eros, I do recognize this guy. He has some mind manipulation powers. If yeah. I he basically like, can course and coerce people into doing whatever doing he stuff. wants. Right. Uh, so one of his things. He gets dragged to to uh to Thanos's um like uh Thanos's like homicidal family reunion. And uh <laughs> he like 
he removes his mouth. Yeah. Thanos is like because because he has these coercion powers, Thanos removes his mouth. But then he also proceeds to like do insane shit to him. Yeah. Throughout the entire story. But it's always happening like in the background. Yeah. He's like Thanos is just chilling, talking, and in the background, like Arrows, his brother, has been is being like molested by like some kind of like tentacle monster, or like he's like being cut into little strips. It's like this it's like this weird comedy thing that's happening in the background. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, what's like between that and uh, and uh, um, his granddaughter Nebula? I'm like, this is just like really. He's a sick bastard. He's a sick man, and yeah. it's just like, and it's it, like totally like a lot of this stuff doesn't doesn't line up. Yeah, because there's no there's no there are no consequences, and it kind of just removes all of the. All of the uh, because you know, like when these characters come back, they're like not hurt. They're not talking about the pain. Like they're just, you know, they that was they they just come back and they're normal. Like yeah, kind of thing. So it kind of removes all of that. Also, there is a hero named Night Thrasher and a hero named Box. <laughs> no, <laughs> his name is Box. That's an unfortunately named character. Yeah. Also, a very lazily named character. Yeah. But Who all these people. I am the Box. <laughs> Fuck's your power. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Go home, you're drunk. <laughs> uh, the reason I know that is because Captain America's calling in the reserves. Yeah. Uh, to help handle this crisis. How is on Puck Earth? a reserve? He's a short little Frenchman. Puck, that's all. Yeah. That's his. His power is to like flip around and be four foot nothing. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Really? That's I don't know. I think he's strong and stuff, but yeah, yeah. he's just a tiny little fast dude. Um. I think he's French Canadian. Yeah. Sure. So uh, then you get all of the. Uh, I would another thing I thought was really cool was uh, the old gods. Yeah, the old gods yeah. there, like Odin and uh, Zeus, and got some of the Egyptians. Tezcatlipoca, the Aztec god. Svarog, Russia, Manitou, an American Indian spirit, and uh, Nuada. Like, there's a bunch of here, and it's pretty great. Like they get together, but then they're rendered useless almost yeah. instantly so this panel like doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah, it's, it's kind of like that in a lot of like even some of the yeah well we'll get into yeah it, we'll yeah. get into that so um doom shows up <laughs> doom randomly shows up everyone's coming to dr strange's house yeah he's got a lot of company yeah it's a, a lot busy, of like it's a good thing he lives in a really nice place upstate that's true yeah. that's true i mean he wouldn't be able to house all of these no, no 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 um i feel like it's that scene from the hobbit where all the dwarves keep showing up at bilbo's house and he can't stop them from coming <laughs> in and they're eating all of his food and stuff so like dr strange is like i don't have enough food for all you assholes doom has you know like doom shows up Fine Silver Surfer crashing on the couch. Brings a bucket of chicken. <laughs> yeah, that's right. KFC guys, we good? And then they have this fight, and uh, basically Adam Warlock shows up, and he's like, guys, cut that shit out. Here's the panel I was talking about, Arrows. Yeah. Like, being molested by, like, a tentacle monster. Yeah, that was it's horrible. Like, it's just like, uh, they're both, actually. It's yeah, happening to Nebula's in, Nebula and on the and, fun, too. Yeah, and it's just, like, brutal. Yeah. Um, but, you know... The problem is, is that it looks brutal and it's really dark, but then you get the thought bubbles, which we don't get today. We usually get nowadays, like modern comics don't use thought bubbles anymore. I don't know if you noticed that. I've noticed it. Uh, but we get caption blocks, yeah. basically, which people are thinking. Here, there are actual thought bubbles. Like after being, you know, completely uh, gored by this weird tentacle monster thing, he's thinking to himself, he's like, by the heavens, Thanos's power, newly acquired power has obviously deranged him. Not a word about what just happened to him. Yeah, he's just like, like he's oh, just, that was tough now. Let's yeah, talk. Let me just brush that off and uh, and keep going. So uh, at one point it's dark, but at the second there's no payoff. Right. Like there's like nobody's in pain or nobody's like, oh my God, this is horrific. It seems like a minor inconvenience. Correct. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, I've got to do this now for a little bit. Get you know, destroyed by the cynical monster, but then, you know, I have a moment to think to myself later with no yeah. consequences. So, um, yeah, I do like the idea of Thanos trying to impress death with feats of pain and, and all of that, but this kind of, like, uh, deflates that a little bit. Just yeah. makes it less uh, less deranged. I stand by the fact that the real villain of this tale is death. Yeah, all she needs to do is communicate. Yeah, yeah. Is, her her just say something. Yeah, her motivations are unclear. I, yeah. I don't I don't really understand uh, her motivations. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know. He like part, yeah. It's he, t- just, he turns like arrows, arrows into like a, a bad day into like a film strip, and, and he doesn't like, look upset about. it. Well, no. you know what? He can't scream. That's one thing. The That's mouth, right. the way you draw somebody's mouth, can really dictate a lot about what That's kind of situation. True. That's true. In. And you remove that, and uh, yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, I can see shaky hands and shit, but yeah. In any case, uh, he's, uh, he's 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 had better days, right? And uh, this is where, oh yeah, that's where I think so. Thanos at this point he got really pissed off that Death was still giving him kind of was the cold that shoulder. Oh, that was yeah, it. and then yeah, he basically lets out this galactic blast everywhere. Hissy fit. This galactic hissy fit is a good way to put it. That ends up basically putting this huge ripple that'll destroy planets and shit. By the time it hits Earth, it'll be like 2% of its power. It'll be much yeah, more subdued. That's right. But it's enough that when it hits Earth, it starts dropping buildings and yeah. like tsunamis. and Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It basically screws up the Earth. And you've got heroes across the globe trying to deal with the follow, trying to rescue people, trying to help anybody that they can. Right. And you get some really interesting and really dark panels where you've got like, you know, some of the lesser heroes in terms of their abilities to be able to deal with the situation where... They simply can't can, are doing all that they can. So, like you've got Black Widow trying to save people, you know, that are in these buildings that are coming down. And she actually almost gets somebody, but then they just the building collapses and the person goes down and probably dies on probably impact dies, or yeah. burns to death or something horrible. But it's it's showing like just the gravity of the situation and the fact that like there's some stuff that's going to be happening that you can't pre- prevent. That's right. Yeah, and it, this shockwave locks all of these. Um, all of these mythological beings in Asgard, so they can't help. So and that's the end of that. Yeah, and it shows. Um, yeah, it shows a lot of things happening across the world that are horrific, and tons and millions of people are dying. Uh, a lot of doom and gloom stuff here. Um, and what do we get to? What happens next? Well, basically, I think the next, like the next major portion of this is when they <laughs> start is, getting yeah. the band back together. <laughs> It's like yeah, he's just it's like randomly background. like Thanos is like monologuing and like horrific things are happening to his brother at the side of the panel. Yeah. And he's getting turned into ribbons and he's like being chopped up and he's being like attacked and, and it's just kind of and what's interesting crazy. too is Mephisto keeps seeing kind of where Thanos is going and what's happening and all the right. little things. I think he, there's a couple of good expression pan, or panels with his expression on it and he's basically like oh shit this is bad yeah yeah and Even he kind of plays a pivotal role it. later on in the in, in the story in terms of. Helping to bring Thanos down a little. That's right. Um, that's right. So yeah, we'll get to that. But at this point, I think in the book, I think this book goes into kind of like the the roll call, like who's left. Yep. Who can we like? Let's assemble a team. Doctor Doom's still instrumental in. That's right. Know. Doom Every, is still. I still instru- think he's a bad idea. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> um, but then they pull. Basically, they pull all these heroes together, and um, they they're all in. <laughs> they're all in. Uh, in Doctor Strange's living room. And uh, <laughs> that's the it, best part. Yeah, they're all just like this living room is being destroyed by these people as they as more and more people come in, and uh, so well he's just thinking helps, about man. like how he's gonna, how he's gonna who's gonna clean this shit up? Who's gonna clean Everyone this shit loves. up? Worrying about like maybe the floor might collapse. We're on yeah, the fourth floor right, right now. Yeah. The Hulk's here. Drax Hulk. is pretty big. Yeah, that's Iron right. Man's suit weighs up an enormous amount. That's right. That's right. You know, um, there's some useless people on that team. Yeah. Uh, Maybe not useless, but I'm just going to say Namor should have been there. Yeah. Is it, do you say Namor? I say Namor and I say Namor. I go back and forth. And it's, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced properly as Namor. Uh, We'll get back to Namor in a minute. He has a really great panel that I think is just hilarious. It's hysterical. (laughs) It makes me laugh. Um, Let's talk about these. So then, uh, so Warlock's got this plan. Yeah. Right. And he's bringing all these heroes together. It's like, okay, look. Thanos eliminated 50% of the universe, yeah. living life on the universe. We're going to go and we're going to attack him. But he has this plan knowing that these heroes don't stand a chance. The demonstrations this book does of the power of the Infinity Gauntlet is actually like, it's to the point where it's it's complete, like where do you go from here? Yeah. There's no, that, that's the ceiling. Like you can't, he's controlling everything. Literally snapping his fingers and things are happening. So these heroes don't stand a chance, and he knows that. Yeah. Warlock, Adam Warlock knows that, but he has this other plan. He goes to the Celestials. I guess that's who these guys are. Yeah, they're basically um, like astral. Sorry, astral deities. The the astral deities. They're basically like forces of nature. So you've got Galactus. You've got the Celestials, who are like planet. Sorry, planet. Celestials are a subgroup. The, of yeah, they're the, subgroup uh, the of that. Then you've got deities. like 
the eternity, I think, and love and hate, and yeah. like you've got all these. Basically, they're they're almost like living concepts in the universe, right? The living tribunal. I love these names. The yeah. living, the cosmic judge of all realities. And this is great cosmic like writing. Yeah, I just love it. It's like it's that's kind of like w- why I had fun with this book because yeah. it, it it and that's why I like Jack Kirby's The Fourth World stuff. And, yeah. Uh, it's just this cosmic writing. It's just so it's so fun to read, and it's it's actually fun to read. Um, Thanos is sort of like waxing philosophical about like life and and death and all of that stuff. It's just it's this highbrow writing, yeah. But in in this crazy uh, crazy cosmic comic book universe, and I think the two just like go like together like peanut butter and chocolate. So it's like it does work well together. Like look. Like for example, the the astral deity named Eternity is like literally the universe. Yeah. Like, where are all of these other people just standing around? If if Eternity is like over here, Eternity's only- letting everybody be there. Yeah, he's like- he's like he's like Doctor Strange in his house, except his house is everything. It's everything. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Big ass house. Exactly. It's just it's just I find the concepts are so crazy, and you know like. A lot of people like Jim Starlin does that, but you know Grant Morrison also does that insane level of like yeah high 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 concepts cosmic stuff, and uh, it works really well here. It's it's really fun. And the Watcher, what's his name? Uatu. Uatu, right? So they have this discussion where where um, Adam Warlock is trying to convince the uh, these deities to help. The tribunal is like. Nope, <laughs> he yeah. leaves. Yeah, he's he's the one guy that could have like just turned this thing off. And yeah, he, he he doesn't because it's like the natural. I guess it's like the natural progression. Right. Um, but uh, a lot of them choose to side with Warlock. Some of them do not. But uh, I I like to because like at first Warlock's not really well known. I find in the in the Marvel universe, not no, a lot of people give him a lot of slack or give him a lot of. Um, Respect, I guess, off sure, the bat. Sure, Galactus yeah. looks at him and he's like, you mother... And he just blasts him. That's and, right. And then all of a sudden, he's it's like he's fucking with him. He's like on his head. He's like, yeah. all right, aren't you done? Like, yeah. I expected more from you, Galactus. That's Come on, right. buddy. That's right. So, yeah, it's it, there's a couple of good panels here where it really kind of gives the character more credibility as a yeah. force to be reckoned with That's or right. somebody that knows his stuff well enough. That's right. I yeah. mean, yeah, he's a part of... He's almost a... He's kind of like the Lord of the Soul Stone, which is yeah. kind of a huge deal. So. That's right. You should be I'm a huge some, deal in the Soul Stone. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal in the Soul Stone. Well, yeah. I'm big in the Soul Stone. So yeah, so the, that was an interesting thing to see him essentially almost bossing around these these concepts. Right. They're, not, they're barely even characters. They're like concepts of fucking existence. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so he gets these guys together and they um, and uh, they have this funny panel later of the Hulk and and, and Wolverine just sitting on the roof chatting mm. which i thought was kind of kind of funny but uh, adam warlock separates these two from all the other heroes and he's like look guys we need to kill thanos yeah so you two guys are the ones capable of ending him so if you get the chance kill the shit out kill. of this guy <laughs> kill and i like the hulk's line here where he says uh, i'm trying to find it uh oh hulk's like you're a bit you're a bit of a monster yourself, aren't you, Goldilocks? And he's talking to Adam uh, Warlock. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny because, like, Warlock's being like, hey, we need to kill this guy. Yeah. And you guys need to be the ones to do it because you're capable of doing it. And, um, yeah, and then we're sort of back to the the Thanos courting show where he's like, uh, it's like the Bachelorette where she's, like, he's just trying to, like, impress her death and uh, out of, sheer childishness he's like oh if you're not gonna love me then i'm gonna create someone who will someone who will being this character what's her name terexia 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 yeah basically a female version of him yeah i mean not particularly good looking i mean i would have gone a different way with that um uh yeah uh, maybe i mean but literally like it's like the big as a female yeah it's very it's very masturbatory. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a narcissist sort of, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I like this. See these panels here where she's like loving him, like 
his new creation. She's like loving him and like kissing him, and he's just looking over, watching death. Yeah, and death just like walks away. Yeah, and he's getting more angry. It's funny because it's so childish, but it's again, it's it's so consistent with the character as he's portrayed. It's it. I thought it was hilarious at first, but the more I th- started thinking about it, I'm like, Fuck, that's kind of brilliant. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's the one. I feel like it's the one thing that could upset Thanos. Mm-hmm. And like get in the way and be as humorous is that is that but like the way it's presented it's like presented in like he's just a child yeah he's and being I think a that's what baby. they were going for yeah uh, it just it it does play a little it's it can be comedic at times right uh, unintentionally so and um, yeah so then basically Adam Warlock <laughs> sends all of these heroes to fight Thanos and they all show up in this great two page splash here. Yeah. Where Thanos is just standing there. And uh, then we get the best image in the book. Come and get me. <laughs> this like this is the cover of the fourth issue. And it's just, it's just Thanos standing in space with his hands out like this, looking like he's about to tickle you. And he says, come and get me. So this is one, the first yeah. of uh, several like superhero beatdowns, basically, yeah. right? Um, and has the funniest panel because the first four heroes to attack Thanos when they warp to his, you know, his, you know, death planet or death, uh, uh, temple is, uh, Thor, uh, this guy Fire was Lord. like, fi- yeah, Fire Lord, who's, I guess the new Herald of Galactus in this, or he was, was, an, old he one. was an old one yeah. and, uh, Iron Man and Namor, Namor, like, all these guys shoot stuff. Yeah. Like so, Thor throws his hammer. Fire Lord shoots his, like a, a flame, and like you know, Iron Man shoots his blasters, and Namor just diving at him. Yeah. He looks like he's diving. Like this is the panel I thought was like because he looks like he's diving off of the diving block and into <laughs> a pool. He's like, okay, I don't have any projectiles. I'm just going to use myself. Yeah. And he goes diving into him. And I thought that was really funny because then uh, Namor just uh, disappears for a little while. Because. I don't think that attack went well for him. It wasn't really good planning. No. His part. Not, not in the least. He uh, um, demonstrates, like uh, Thor, uh, Thor, sorry. Thanos demonstrates the power of the gauntlet by just all these heroes show up. They're about to attack him and he just freezes everybody. Yeah. In time. And they're all frozen and can't move. So he, again, the, the power of this gauntlet is really being put on display in this book. Like yeah. they're going no holds barred. There's nothing he can't do. And this is where Mephisto shines yeah. because. This is great. I Mephisto, actually really like at this. this point, he's he's a, sil- he's, a sil- he's a sly devil. He's trying to get exactly what he wants, which his motivations aren't really clear in this book, but he just wants to survive. And he doesn't think that with Thanos running things with the Infinity Gauntlet, he will. So he ends up basically. He wants it for himself. Everybody he, wants. Yeah, everybody the gauntlet, wants a gauntlet. That's. Right? I mean, so, at, at the end of the day, that's everybody's motivation. I would think, especially like of the evil doers. But in any case, he right. basically convinces them in order to say, "Hey, death, you know, look at what he's doing." He's basically telling him, "Why don't you just, you know, basically fight with one arm tied behind yeah, your back? Give her only a show. Use, yeah, give her a show. She, only she, use the what was it, the power stone or whatever. Yeah, it's like only use. use no, uh, he said, "Use your powers, but cut off the input from all the stones." Mm. So it's like he doesn't know what people are going to do. He right. doesn't know what they're going to be thinking. So he cuts off that infla- that stream of information that he's right. got. So he basically fights like a normal person would yeah. fight. But he's super powerful because he has the gauntlet. Yeah. But he doesn't have that insight. Yeah. Right? And the, the power to change things. Basically, don't be omnipotent. Go out there yeah. and fight him as you would. That way you'll look courageous. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, he does that and you get this sort of... You get this fight where um, he <laughs> he basically gets attacked by all of the heroes, unfreezes everyone, gets attacked by all the heroes, and defeats them sort of two or three at a time. <laughs> this panel is really funny too. It's like it looks like chest hair. Chest hair, yeah. Like I thought the same thing too. Yeah, and uh, anyway, so he actually butchers a lot of these heroes. Yeah, yeah. Um, people die. Yeah, people die, and uh, but he is surprised during this combat. That's what I kind of like. Like he. He does get beaten down a little bit, but in the end, he uh, prevails. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, 
he, he turns like Wolverine and basically all of his bones turn to like rubber or dust yeah, or something. So yeah. he just, this, that he just was, looks like a, he looks like a rubber suit. Yeah. His skin. Oh, and meanwhile, so Adam Warlock and oh, right. Silver Server are like way on the distance. One I think light, year. light year. Yeah. One so light, light watching year. Watching this happen. And just watching it all happen. And basically Silver Surfer doesn't even know why he's there. It's like, I should be helping, man. And Warlock's just like, yeah, listen, let these guys all die first because they're, they have no chance. They have no chance. And then I'll tell you what to do. And yeah. Surfer's just, they're basically not happy about that whole decision. Yeah, I, I just, I, I do think Adam Warlock's kind of a dick. Dude! He's just like, he's but, like, just chill. We're going to watch all these guys die first. And then I'll tell you what to do right when you need it. If this whole mind reading thing is is real, like, I, I not whether it's real, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if it was presented in the book as that being a reason. Um and maybe I missed it. I don't know. I, it's somewhere in there because there's a he, he basically gives a reason as to why he can't right reveal his plan. But basically, the whole idea there is until wait until Thanos is distracted, yeah, and then send in the Surfer to take the gauntlet. Take the gauntlet, yeah. So the Surfer basically, yeah, like this fight continues. The the fight continues. Nobody gets anywhere. Basically, the last man standing is Captain America, and Captain America versus Thanos, the omnipotent. God is not going to be able to do much of anything. That's right. Um, but that's he's got. <laughs> fucking that yeah. was a comic moment. This too. is a great moment where Spider-Man just shoots a bunch of webbing into Thanos's eyes, and it's a funny panel too. Yeah, because he's about he's monologuing, and then all of a sudden he just gets hit Splat. with a web in the face. Oh, and Ter Ter. I always screw up. Teraxia. 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 Yeah. Oh, rips off Iron Man's head. Yes. So there are a couple of hints at grotesque violence yeah. here. Because that's one of them. Taraxia comes back with Iron Man's head. Yeah. The other one is that later, do you you see that uh, Taraxia jumps on Spider-Man here in this panel? So there's a panel of, yeah. like, after getting webbed in the face, he gets a hammer. The Thanos gets a hammer in the face. But that's in the meantime, Taraxia is like, got Spider-Man on the ground. And she is whacking him in the head with a stone. Oh. And then she comes back oh, and shows bloodied. Thanos a bloodied, gore-filled stone. I didn't even notice that. That's unfortunate. I, that's a, I noticed that right away. I was yeah. like, "Wow!" He just—he just basically like Jokered him to death. Oh, like boy. that scene from like Death in the Family where Joker's just beating the shit out of Robin. Yeah, all the blood's coming up. That's what that reminds me of. He just so it's this, these two deaths was where I first started realizing people are actually dying. Yeah, because before it wasn't clear. Like it didn't. It didn't. I wasn't sure whether folks were dying or not. But uh, here, you know, Iron Man's, you know, decapitation of Iron Man and the bludgeoning of Spider-Man. I was like, okay, they're they're dying. Yeah. And, um, and then, Nova uh, gets turned into blocks and crushed. Yeah, that's right. glass and gets shattered. Gets shattered. And then you got good old stars and stripes there. Just like going yeah, up against Thanos and yeah. wanting to have a conversation. Yeah. Thanos breaks the shield like he's got no Shatters chance and shield. that's that at that point is when silver surfer, silver surfer says go yeah he and he just, goes and he just what happens he misses basically he basically he shoots across a light year as fast as he can and just misses the gauntlet yeah um and <laughs> captain america tries to punch, punch thanos in the, in the face. face and thanos backhands him and uh adam warlock is kind of like okay here comes yeah. And B, I don't yeah. know like exactly what his plan is. And then all of the um, deities showed up. All the, when he when he talked to you know Eternity, Galactus, and all of the, the the Celestials. All of these guys show up, and then we have another massive brawl <laughs> where it's just like things exploding, lasers yeah. getting shot, like universes like being. I don't know. It's just. It's, I don't know, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's like exa- that's the best here. way to put it. Is crazy. There's, um, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to look at too. The actual art is just cr- like the scope of it is just crazy. Right, and this is where the artist changed. Yes, yeah. And uh, there's a noticeable change. I, w- I don't know if it's, it's not bad. No, I was going to say good. It's just it's different. Yeah. Than, uh, than George Perez's style. Right. And. Um, I don't know, like, what exactly happens here. Like, they basically, each deity tries to attack Thanos in their own way. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. all have their own specialty, right? Yeah, so... What the things that they control. So, um, there, that, that was my... There, there was the interesting love and... What love, it, love and hate. hate. Yeah, yeah, they basically start attacking his mind, and then he kind of realizes, he's like, what madness is this? And then he just... Breaks out of it. Breaks out of it, yeah. Um, 
and death attacks him. Yeah. And uh, then I don't get what happens here. Death attacks him and he says no. Because then all of the deities attack him and then suddenly he puts them into stasis. Yeah, he basically just freezes them all in place. Meanwhile, Uatu is just like, this is bad. Yeah. (laughs) He's just watching. Yeah, so he manages to put them down and like he doesn't, they don't explain it. No, I think it's just, he just comes out smiling. Yeah, he just basically is able to say, fuck it, I got this. And he just puts them all down. But then he has to fight Eternity. Yes. And Eternity is not such a pushover. So they fight, they fight, they fight. And then it turns out he basically. I think he kind of takes on the mantle of eternity, right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah, he becomes like, yeah, he he, he projects himself out and takes over eternity, I yeah. guess. Uh, and that's when I think the coolest thing happens. Right. I think this is actually a really good, cool moment. Yeah. Uh, which is where Nebula notices that he's left his body because he's fighting eternity. Um, and uh, his body has been left there and the gauntlet has been left unchecked. And he walks over and literally just takes the glove from his body yeah and puts it on and restores herself because she's again reminder that she's been charred the entire time and uh basically makes him disappear yeah sends him off into space she's basically like the kevin McAllister of this story i made my family (laughs) disappear and uh yeah he he and uh, thanos and taraxia his uh his um Creation. Yeah, his faux bride, his creation, go flying into space, and she can't breathe in space. She dies. Yeah, that was an oversight. Yeah, that was a poor design. Yeah. He could take another shot at that and fix that. Yeah, that's not, that's not too bad. Uh, and then there's some funny dialogue. I think this is funny dialogue. Again, this is all like hyper dramatic dialogue for Thanos, but like he's like an eternity of... Now he's floating in space because now his, his granddaughter has not uh, the gauntlet, and he says... An eternity of drifting helplessly in space, an infinity to mull over uh, on my sins and follies. It's like, <laughs> so he's just gonna float in space and just like doesn't sound like he's got much do, of a choice. Do 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 a retrospective, yeah, <laughs> for eternity, uh, and then the, this is another. I I don't know. I I, I love this stuff. Doctor Strange at the uh, Adam Warlock. Tells Doctor Strange to teleport Thanos into his into, into his living room. Into his li- Doctor Strange's living room. Why not? And he shows up, and now Thanos is in Doctor Strange's living room, and they have this fight. Um, Surfer attacks him, and then all the other heroes come in and separate them. But then I get we get the funniest picture in this entire book. That where <laughs> Thanos is literally after the fight. Everyone's like, okay, is everyone cool? We're all cool. Let's just sit down and have a coffee. He's sitting in a wingtip chair, and there's like a three-person couch in Doctor Strange and sitting next, next to, to Doctor like Doom. Doctor Doom. And it's just the funniest thing to look at this, to be like, I can't believe they're all just chilling in a living room right now with the guy who killed half the universe. Yeah. And he's just sitting there. Like, he's... Exceptional like re- posture. Yeah. I'll give him that. No, I know, but I mean, it's more like too. the reaction of him being there isn't really startling to anybody. No, it's like it's just like a non-reaction. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um anyway, so Adam Warlock is like, hey guys, Thanos is gonna help us out. And they're all like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, that's cool, well, I guess. So I want to talk about this because this, this is, is a t- great scene. This is a great scene. It's the most interesting thing about the character Thanos yes. to me, is the Agreed. fact that he has achieved in in the past. He's gone on quests for the Cosmic Cube, the Infinity Stones. In the past, he made another play at it, and then now with the Gauntlet, he willingly. Yeah. He always thinks that he's not exactly worthy of this omnip- this this all encompassing power. Yes. Right. And he'll always try and go after it, but then when he gets it, he always kind of self sabotages it for himself. So That's he's right. a very flawed character. Yeah. He's always going to be going to the finish line but once he gets there he's never sure if he wants to cross it and then at some point he just kind of lets something happen so in this it's revealed by Warlock to say hey listen it's uh, kind of you it's on you buddy you let Nebula take it from you because that's what you deep down wanted this is probably my favorite moment in the entire story where Adam Warlock discovers since he's the keeper of the soul stone when he's the, the keeper of the soul stone he he says, "I've glimpsed your stone, your your stone, your stones, <laughs> St. Thanos's stones. <laughs> I've uh, I've glimpsed your soul, and um, and I know what 
I know what's deep in there. It's you're not worthy. You think you're not worthy and you sabotage yourself every time. And I feel like this is a great way to write a villain who's constantly getting caught. Yeah. Or constantly, you know, being um, being thwarted mm-hmm. all the time. It's a great way to say uh, to explain that. And Thanos' realization that he's he he sabotages himself all the time subconsciously. It's like it's heavy. Yeah, he doesn't realize it until he does. Yeah, and he's then like, he does, no, he's it was like, a mistake. Shit. Like I, I wanted the, I wanted the powers. Like even gods are, I didn't. I. He's like holding his head. Yeah. He's like, I will aid you. He says, and I was like, whoa, that was uh, that was cool. That was a cool piece of writing. Yeah. So now with the Thanos joining them, they come back and attack um, Nebula. Nebula. And she captures all of them naturally because she has the gauntlet. But what they're keeping reminding the reader is that Nebula is new to yeah. this. And this whole influx of information and stuff, godhood, she's still figuring it out. So uh, Warlock's plan the entire time was to have somebody else get the gauntlet. That was the plan. And I can see that throughout the story, trying to get the surfer to get the gauntlet, somebody else to get the gauntlet because he knew that Thanos was going to give it up. Yeah. Not on you know not on purpose, right. but like through this psychological uh, you know tick that he has. So she has the gauntlet, now they have a chance because she's inexperienced. Right. Um, and then they have this little powwow and Thanos sort of convinces her him oh, sorry, convinces her to take back everything that's happened in the last 24 hours. Right. Um because she's like, You're, what you did was, wasn't was right. We're going to erase it. Go back 24 hours. So everybody goes back to normal. Uh, all of the 50% of people that disappeared reappear. Um, Spider-Man's alive. Iron Man's alive. He still has his head. That kind of stuff. But... Um, she goes back to she, corpse. She, yeah, she goes back to being a corpse. Yeah. But then she bounces back from that. And then the... the uh, but what else happens is that the uh, the deities are released, and like all this stuff happens, and there's more fighting, and there's more you know, uh, you know, cosmic cosmic melee, cosmic melee. Yeah. That's what it is, and um, yeah. So she fights all of the deities on her own. They're bombarding her, and what happens here? Adam Warlock goes into the Soul Stone, right? And uses the stone to disrupt the gauntlet. Yeah. Basically. And I'm guessing he's able to do that because she's so inexperienced and can't stop him. And because she's also being attacked by all of the deities right. at the same time. So uh, he disrupts it. The glove falls. And then everybody and their mother charges the glove. <laughs> I love this scene. Where yeah. It's just like everyone's here. They're all trying to get the glove. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Um, Drax like puts the Hulk in a headlock and Hulk is like, you idiot, I'm on your side. <laughs> and everyone, and they have these great panels, like really well-constructed panels yeah. at the end here where it's like the glove is sitting there and they're showing each of the heroes or villains reach for the glove. And then Adam Warlock is, fuck all of you, this glove's mine. Yeah. Puts it on. It goes with his hair. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, <laughs> we get the... The, the most epic, like, basically Thanos is like, oh, no, it's mine, blah, 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 like, give it back, <laughs> like a baby, basically. <laughs> and um, we get the Hulk and Drax trying to restrain Thanos, and we get this great panel of the epic double backhand. Yeah. Like, his Double backhand hand. on green guys wearing purple suits. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's it a could, weird picture. It's I like feel a, like that would be on a scavenger hunt. You'd win the scavenger hunt. That's right. Yeah. Backhand two green people dressed in purple. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Thanos blows himself up. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't want to be a, um, a prisoner. I'd rather be dead. Yep. So he blows himself up with what is seemingly a small-scale weapon in this story. He's like, I have a thermal nuclear bomb attached to my belt. I'm like... That it? What have we been dealing with this entire book? And you're talking about a thermal nuclear weapon? That's like a BB gun. Yeah. In this book. Like cosmic, uh, you know, homicidal, you know, tears across the universe. And this guy's got a thermal nuclear weapon. Stars are imploding. Galaxies are being destroyed. Thermal nuclear weapon. I don't know. Anyway, so it blows up. And um, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll let you explain this part because. Which one? 
the what happens here, like the 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 old age home the that old he age. goes to, like. So what is it? It's 60 years in the future, right? 60 days. 60 days. Sorry, yeah. 60 days in the future. So basically Thanos survives. and The thermal nuclear weapon his, attached to his belt. Yeah, he right. survives that. It, it looked like it was more of a show for him to get away and kind of think about think, think about, about what, what he had done. <laughs> really reflect on it. Because I think he was actually secretly really, really excited by the concept of drifting in space and having some time to himself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then on top of that, you uh, you have the revelation that he is indeed a very flawed character, way more flawed than he thought he was himself. Right. So I think that he just kind of wanted to take a little bit of time and, uh, you know, think about uh, think about things. But It's kind of a ridiculous ending. I it is. Like. It, it does kind of come out of left field. I remember reading that and I was like, Jesus, what? So yeah, I mean, you're not going to kill off Thanos. He's too yeah, big of a character. That's true. So, he, so yeah, he's they, they, they kind of took him off, took him out of it just basically by saying, well, he's got to go into kind of retrospective mode and really think like, what is his motivate? What are his motivations? What is he trying to achieve? And why does he keep letting um, himself essentially sabotage himself? Right. Like that was kind of what I took away from this. And then what was, there was a question he asks Adam Warlock and Warlock's just kind of like, you always ask the same question. Yeah. He says the memories dim. Why have you waited so long to gain vengeance? He says, must you ask, always ask the yeah. same question? I suppose so confusing, isn't it? I seek not vengeance. Advice is what I crave. Yeah. Warlock says. Or at least that's what I thought. I, in hindsight, maybe did Warlock kind of purge the memories from him potentially? I don't know. Yeah. I got to give this another reread. But essentially, like, though, it, it ends with Thanos essentially being neutralized. I, I, I never read this as Warlock took away his memories or that he didn't have... You know, he, he definitely has some memory of what happened. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I mean, he's got his armor and all that stuff, too. Like, it's just to me... It's, it's on a seen, scarecrow. It's on a scarecrow, fun. exactly, which I thought was pretty amusing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a strange ending. Um, I really got to reread that a few times, I think. Just really ponder it. Yeah, so, you know, are you nuts? This dude's a monster. And Warlock, his response is merely a piece like all others in the mosaic that is my universe. Without Thanos, the picture is incomplete. Yeah. So they let him live on this like retirement home where he's like cultivating plants and has a Thanos scarecrow. <laughs> and that's just kind of how this ends. Um, what did you think? I liked it a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's some of the like it's it, it's on display a lot of the fine, fun parts of. I want to say like early nineties comic books I before agree. things really got a little bit ridiculous. Like you've got, you know, you've got all the kind of the, the, the way that the, the speeches and the, the monologues are written. It's all very grandiose in scale. Everybody's super exaggerated, but yeah. not, not in a really hokey. Well, I guess it's a little hokey, but like, um, no, it's, it, it's definitely got the fun of comic books. On yeah. Display. Yeah. Fun and, is, a, is actually the best way to put it. Yeah. And, uh, they really, one of the things I do like is that they really went for it on the power of the gauntlet. Yeah. Like they're, that's it. That's, that is the weapon. But the problem with going with that kind of power level for the gauntlets, you kind of ask yourself questions as to like, you know, why doesn't he just do this? Or why oh, yeah. doesn't he just do that? So you, I didn't want to fall into that trap and think about it too much. Although they do make it relatively consistent and they do, he does, you know, I said that once to myself, like, why doesn't he just do this? And then he did it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. you, like that kind of thing. So I, I think they try to like cross the T's and dot the I's. But when you're dealing with that kind of that like, kind of scale, it's like, scale, how do you jump, like, not just, you can't. You can't tie all those loose ends no, up. Exactly. So I just kind of like push that off to the side. Right. And let it and, go. And I think that in order to address that, the best thing that they could have do, done was kind of inject that fallacy or not fallacy, that, that fallible quality directly into the Thanos character to say, maybe he didn't he did. do it because if he did, he then would win. he would win. Yeah. He wouldn't have any problems. I see. And so then you put Nebula really or somebody into that, that spot who is inexperienced. She might not, she might want to do it, but I, I would think that there's a certain level of control that you would have to do to do anything, right? That's right. Because she had a harder time than Thanos. Yes, that's right. The only reason they won is because of her Exactly. That's right. I remember thinking when Nebula takes the gauntlet from him, I was like, that was fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding? That was dumb. Yeah. And then later when he's having that conversation with Warlock, I'm like, oh, right. that makes so much sense. Exactly. And there's that level of consistency there. Total curveball. 
I remember discussing this with somebody. I think it might have been my brother. And I was telling kind of the gist of the story. He's not a huge comic book guy in terms of reading, but he enjoys them. Yeah. And he was like, that's such a cop out that they just said, oh, he kind of let himself go. And I was yeah. like, I can see that argument. But that to go back to your point is without that argument, this makes no sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, if he really right. wanted it, if you've got this gauntlet on. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can make it work. You can do anything. You can bake anything you want. You can bake anything you want so long as you only hold the pot for like a second. Because outside <laughs> of that, that gauntlet is not going to help. So right. we're sitting at like, we're sitting at about an hour and a bit right now. Probably okay. about an hour and six. Yep. So what I'm thinking. So we discussed the book and kind of like the, um, the, the inspiration for the film. So maybe we'll do another episode just on kind of maybe what we think is turn in terms of what might tie from this book into the Infinity War series. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I think that's a, a logical starting point and ending point for this one. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, in general, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I did have some problems with it. The art's really good. Um, and both artists, I think, really bring their A game. Yeah. Uh, there's some hokey parts, and I think tonally it's kind of a weird story. The throwdowns kind of get a little boring. Well, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's I, just because there's like four of them, and they all... They're all the same. They're all the same, and they, they're all going to have the same outcome, and yeah. you know it. Yeah, like, that's right. They don't make you think that these guys ever have a chance. There's right. always something else going on, and that's what's interesting, not the like the beatdowns. Right? Yeah. Um, but definitely, I, I enjoyed it. It's that cosmic writing, like you said. Yeah. Pokey cosmic writing and the waxing philosophical wrapped in a really fun sort of comic um, context. And uh, yeah, it's cool. And I think Thanos looks fucking cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's an easy read. Like, you blasted through this in, what, a day or two? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm a slow reader. So, uh, yeah, it was a, I, I read, like, one or two issues a day. Yeah. Like, that was it. Yeah. I, I knocked this one out pretty fast, too. So, like, it's, I definitely recommend, if anybody kind of wants some backstory on this before they, uh, before they go into the Infinity War movies, yeah. it's not a bad read. Yeah, that's and, true. And, that's yeah. True. So, that's, uh, that's that. Cool. All Infinity right. Gauntlet. Check it out. This is uh, Justin. This is Otto. And we're signing off until next time. See you guys. I was going to say peace and hold up the peace sign, but I can't with the gauntlet, so... Bye! <laughs> <laughs>